0: You're listening to the Yeshiva of Newark at IDT podcast. I'm your host and curator, Rabbi Avram and I hope you enjoy this episode. When we talk about the Rambam's work and we speak about its, its exactitude, we sometimes miss the quality of not just how organized he is, but the human quality that allows the to go down with the honey. Um, I'm referring to the Rambam uh, had a a certain mahalach, a certain approach that other authors did as well, and it's really based on something that we see in in the Talmud, which, and it doesn't, it's not true with every masechda, but um, it's that the end of the section is somehow a halacha, but it's something more than a halacha. It's almost a summation of all the halachas that have preceded. It's a very wonderful technical trick to somehow introduce a law and allow that last law that you said to be your glorious exit. And the, the music wells up and you have a beautiful ending. And that's a way to seal and cement an idea and it's also a way to ensure that there's going to be acceptance. Um, the, uh, The Rambam did this and the way he did this was at the end of each of his 14 books, he did more than just write as a halochist. He wrote as a moralist. He wrote as a darshan, um, which is unusual because the book is not a book of drush, and yet he allowed himself a poetic uh, license, I would say, sometimes saying things that had no source in any chazal, but were his own original ideas that he felt he needed to lace his ending with. Some of you out there are are probably, uh, fam- are probably pretty good speakers. Uh, you probably have had to give a speech, and you've probably been told, make sure you have a good story at the end, make sure you have a good point, come back to a certain principle at the end in order for the idea to stick. The Rambam does this, and he does it 14 times over. So I thought it might be worthwhile in the hour or so that we have to take a look at some of of his skill and maybe using not only his skill as a homiletic writer and someone who could turn a phrase, but also to see how sometimes it's in the homiletic phrases that he actually is able to penetrate more deeply all the ideas that he was trying to say in the previous places of the halacha. Now, we can start with the one of the one which is quoted quite often, which is the first book of the Mishnah Torah, which is Sefer Ma, Sefer Hamada, which is of course knowledge, understanding, processing, and living a way and a style of life. If we look at the end of Sefer Hamada, which is Hilchas Tshuva, and the very last. Perik in Hilchaschuva. Tshuva. And by the way, um, I don't know which of the Lithuanian Gidolim began this, but there was a Minag, it's even mentioned, I believe, in the writings of Yisrael Salamter, but I'm not sure, to every single day of the series chuva to learn one of the Prokim of Hilchas Tshuva. What you mean on Yom Kippur, you would read Perik Yud of Hilchas Tshuva. Um, if we take a look at at in at, at Hilchus Chuv at the very end, the Rambam, after he's dealt with such deep and powerful subjects, uh, the Rambam really doesn't about face. He's already talked about in the beginning of his Soda Torah what is love of God, what is fear of God. Um, and Hilchus chuv spoke about punishments, he spoke about cause and effect, he also spoke about the schar that would accrue to a person. Let me just make this a little bit clearer to you. I'm sharing with you Perik Yud. Let's just look at the end of Perik Tes for a second. In Perik Tes, he talks about what Olam Haba is. Um, and and what does it mean? Now, I, I, I would tell you that in uh, anticipation, of this week's parsha, which deals with the, um, the 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 punishments and the benefits of of Torah, it might be worth for all of you to take a look at Perik, um, Perik Tess, where he actually talks about avoda be'simcha as well. But he talks about what your Shiach is, and he talks about um, what the schar in the Torah means. Okay, when he gets to Parak Yud, he seems to go back to a subject he's already dealt with. It's on the heels of dealing with Yumosa Mashiach, of dealing with Olam Haba, and then he says, if a person gets caught up in everything that I wrote up until now, which is the benefits of the Torah, Al Yomar A person shouldn't be saying that. He shouldn't do that. He should, even though he's learned everything that's proceeding, it's really not the it's not, not what a person should do. he says Because he says that's called Oveid Miyira. And even though most of us will be lucky or not lucky, we'd, we'd love to be a Yore Shev. He says, And then he says something, and again, I'm not gonna sugarcoat this. The people who serve God this way are the unlearned women and children. Because we need they need to fear the iron fist, the belt, the punishment. But even they, the Rambam says, they could also, especially a child, but even a woman, the Rambams, although the Rambam wasn't, you know, clearly was not, they didn't believe women were, were, were primarily uh, meant to think philosophically, although he said they could also become greater and serve me'ava. Um, and then he again speaks about what Ava is, even though he already talked about Ava in the beginning of his Sodea Torah. Um, and he talks about doing the MS because it's MS. He says the, this mila is a mila gedola Ov. That there's nothing that you care for except God and the truth. And even a who's gone through all hilchas isoriyat Torah, not everyone. In fact, most of them won't reach this level. It's the Milo of Ramavino. That God said he's the one who Koshpracho O'chavo. In other words, God loved him because he loved God and served God through Ava. That is what God commands us to do. But not everyone has that, even though it's a command. And if you reach the level of all the mitzvahs are going to happen by themselves. Now, I want to compare two things to you. Look at this language. What does it mean to love God? Now, I'm going to compare this to the beginning of Hilchas Yisodei Torah, And that is something which I know all of you have seen before. So we go to, let's say, Perak Aleph of Yolchuz Yisodhi and he says that who God is, you have to understand the existence of God, and then he says that there's a mitzvah to love what understanding what God is. that's in the beginning of the book what's the way to come to love God and to fear him so he says when a person can think and understand everything God has done and especially the amazing things God has done the beings that are so incredibly complex things that are so magnificent and you see that they're so perfect, there's no way to, to to fathom how exact everything is, how incredible everything is. When you have something that you're so in awe of, something that is so perfect, So you want to be connected to that, and you just want to tell everybody how great it is, and you say, I want to be in that number. Um, misavah, Hashem I just want to be able to know that God that was able to create this. So this is the Rambam's interpretation of Ava in the beginning of Hechaz Yisori Torah. That's Ohev oh, Umishabeach. That's the interpretation of Ahava. And it's, it's what you would say is, it's, it's, it's a thirst for God. I want to know more. But then he says, When you step back and think about what it is you'd like to know, so then Ava gets replaced. Look at the language of the Rambam here. He immediately finds himself Backward, he finds himself pushed backward in a, like almost in a shocking way. V'yira v'yivchad, and so far he's he's scared, he's nervous, and 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 he has a sense of dread that he is nothing. Shu katana shfala afeila. What he is is something small and dark. He knows nothing with Nehatomim deos. Like David says, when I see your heavens and see what's there, I say, So here the Rambam says, Ava is somewhat of an immature level. Ava is something that comes from, of course, you took the course, a little bit of you know biology, physics. Uh, you did your, 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 your work on the, whether it's an elephant or an eyeball. And you start thinking about it, chloroform, uh, photosynthesis, um, whatever it is, um, the way the planets are moving, perhaps, and you say, wow, this is an incredible world. And I, and I love this. I want to know more about it. I want to know more. And I, that's Ava, this sense of, of, of anticipation, of wanting to know more, which should alter, which should stop. Because that is, in the Rambam's terms, a type of ahava that is basically um, an immature, excited one. And as he says, if you really stop and stop talking and stop being excited and pointing to it and start thinking, you're going to go into the sublime, quiet space The scary, not scary, but the sense of a a compressed space of fear, of yira. So Ava breeds yira. And yira, of course, is is, is seemingly where it's at. If we compare that to the end of the same book of Sefer Mada, then what we get is a totally different story, which I, I was reading to you before. Here, the Rambam says that ava is actually something that is the level of Avraham and as he says here, that oh, very few people achieve that, and in fact. It isn't that you go from Ava to Yira. You should leave Yira behind. Now, even though it's true, he's talking here, and I'm sure Bob and others are saying, well, isn't he talking about Yiras Ha'onesh, Yiras Ha'ro? That is true. But he still elevates Ava in a way that he does not elevate it earlier. In fact, the Ava is not this, this immature person who just is excited about things. He's someone who is, in a way, like Avraham Avinu, the, 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 the great, one of the greatest sages and philosophers and thinkers that ever walked the earth. In fact, if someone has Ava, he'll do all the mitzvahs, Me Ava. And the mitzvahs are really, well, of course, come. And he says, what does that mean? You love God so much, say Rabba, Aza, Adma'od, So what that is, is greater than that immature ava, where you're just, oh, I love it, I want more, I don't even know what it is, but I just love that taste. Oh, can I have, you know, Chilean sea bass? I always love that when I have it. No, this is something where it's so strong. Your whole inside is, is taken up by this love. Not by the, the possibility of knowing more or of becoming more, but really really a, a way of, of, of feeling a, a, a connection to a higher being. And what you are is nim t'sh shoga like he, It's like your brain is always like it, it, you're bumping into things because ke'ilu It's like you're a guy in love. Shane Dayton Penuya isha Let's say a person, just like in the Hollywood musicals, I just met a girl named Maria, oh, right? Right, right. That's all you can think about. So Shushogabatomid, Bain Bishokvay, Bain when you wake up, when you're going to when you when you lie down, that's all in your head. That's all that's in your head at that point. Yes, sir, Mizeti Abbashambeleva Wavov. It's more than a person who's obsessed about a woman that he can't stop thinking about, or a woman with a man she can't stop thinking about. That's the way Ava Hashem is in the lave of the people that love Him. Shogun Botamid. It's almost like it's like it's like I'm sorry, I wasn't thinking. I'm sorry. It's like they're bumping into stuff. Shogah, Shoga is the same Russian mishuge. It's a person who, like shogeg. It's 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 like I'm sorry I'm in love now. I'm, okay, I'm bumping into stuff. I, right, where am I again? That's becholavav chol As Shlomo said, kichalas avani. There's a certain illness I have. It's, it's it's it is abnormal in a way. You can't expect to have a normal conversation. God is like surrounding him to the point that he is feeling like he's he's love struck. The kol ashir ashir that's why Shirashiram with its graphic descriptions is really meant to be a Marshall, because the more you know about the love of a man to a woman, a beautiful woman, the most attractive, that is a moshal in, in, in a perfect way to the way a person can walk around loving God. And, and he brings here a number of chazalin about this. Um, what will Ava Sashem always do Ava? And then he mentions again, Chazal, Here the Rambam decides becoming a Darshan, he's being Malaket in over here. He said, Chazal say, first of all, maybe I should learn um, for to be a Rebbe, to be rich, to get all even. No, Ava. Ava is beyond Olam Haba. La Ava Sashem is beyond Olam Haba. Also, another chazal, the mitzvot of Ma'od. I want your mitzvot, meaning not the, what the mitzvot grieve me, just the mitzvot themselves. I'm so in love with you, I just want to do what you want. when the Talmideim, umaskileim this is in Pirkei Avos. The greatest of the Chachamim told their greatest students, Shemayi Vavtalya, right? Shemayi Vavtalya are the ones who told, that's what Pirkei Avos is. They told their brightest students, Bayeichud, al Al-Menas Tova. Don't even think about what you're going to get. You don't want to get anything, he says. But because who he is, because who, who your master is, that's love. It's not what I get from it. It's because I'm, I'm connected to you. The Rambam then says that if that's the reason why you learn and that's the best you can do, You are a low Lishma person. But if you study Torah, you do mitzvahs because you love your master who commanded it, that's what Lishma means. Now, he goes back again and says that when you teach children, women, and in general, people who are unlearned start with yira. Tell them how they'll get Olam Chaba. Tell them how, what, how this, wor- this world will be better for them. And then they'll be until somehow by doing mitzvahs, they will somehow become more mature, more sophisticated, and they will have the greater wisdom Look what he says here. We reveal to them this secret little by little. Just little by little, you tell them there's something more. And you let them, you get them into this idea slowly. You can't just say, forget about Skar. The idea that you, again, before the Rambam, talked about um, looking at the planets, looking at the, looking at the natural world, feeling yourself insignificant. That'll be Ava and Yira. And here the Rambam, they're saying, no, this is something that's greater than that. There's something greater than the philosophical beginning of Hilchus Yisori Torah. The at the beginning demands a knowledge, and we've talked about how this structure has become antiquated. We've talked about how it doesn't jive with what we know about the planets and the stars. But it clearly was based on a, a, a scientific, stoic type of reflection that definitely led, there was an emotional aspect to it. But the emotional aspect was was almost an entropic closing of the person and realizing how insignificant he was the more he knew about who God was. That's not what he's talking about here. Here he's talking about someone who's dumbstruck with love. And really, we would like perhaps everyone to be on that path. But it takes a long time to get there, he says until they get there and they know it and then all of a sudden everything is clear sailing all the mitzvahs are done perfectly exactly the way they should in fact love of God will not really be in your heart until you have this state of silliness, almost a state a yishke it's like you're constantly bumping into things, and you're constantly just, 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 just enamored with God so much to the point that you don't care about anything in the world except God and His commandments. And that's what we mean when we say in Kriyashma, b'chol that doesn't mean that you die. It means you don't care about what's happening to your body. That doesn't mean much. All it is is bideya sheyodeyu. Yes, it is your mind, and it is your mind of thinking about complex things. And he does say, Alpi ha'deya, al pi you need your mind. It can't just be, I'm in love with something. If you don't use your mind, you don't. Re- you, then your love is shallow. But mind leads to Ava. Up until now, we almost got this idea that Ava should lead to Dea. Right? In other words, Ava is what pushes you to want to know more. But here, the Rambam, the Rambam actually flips it. Based on Deya, you will reach ava. If you put a lot of Deya, it'll be a little bit of ava. Em har bei har bei. Now, that's why you shouldn't think that I'm just a lover of chokhmah. Atzma you have to actually dedicate yourself to understand and to really, uh, to really pierce behind and comprehend the natural, physics, math, biology, which tell you, which Hamodi and Lois Kona, which give you knowledge of your God based on what you're able to understand, like I said in Hilchus Yisori Torah. But here he emphasizes in Hilchas Tshuva something else. Hilchus Tshuva, this should have been perhaps in Hilchus Yisori Torah but the rambam knew that it couldn't be there it it's 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 in a way a um it's it's somehow a byproduct of everything is in that was in the uh, in this book sefer mada but something that could only come now and as you see the rambam does not write in the same sort of like stilted way he's quoting Chazalin. he's right he's he you he, these he, he, he's, I'm not saying he's less exact, but he's letting himself fly. And in many ways, people who see the Rambam as being dry and philosophic and, 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 and just a pure Aristotelian, they miss this chapter of Hilchas Tshuva. So that is just one example. We c- I'm going to show you the others as well. Um, if we talk about, say, for Ahava. Well, the end of Sefer Ava is Hilchos Mila. That is the last part of Sefer ava. It only has three chapters, and of course, it's all the mitzvahs that deal with loving God. The Rambam has talked about how a, a, a non, a, a a servant gets a Mila, a, a, a convert who has had the act of circumcision and then becomes a complete convert. The last thing he talked about was an androgynous, a person who has uh, both male and female genitalia. Um, technical things, so to speak. And then he spends at the end of Hilchas Mila, which is the last part of Hilchas Ava, the Rambam becomes verbose. <speaking in Hebrew> Orva is disgusting, Shihiniskano Bar I show you. Having this orva is something that we should consider disgusting. In fact, when we refer to the, the evil world of, of, of the other nations, we refer to them as uncircumcised ones. So it's, it's, it's considered disgusting not to be circumcised. Ooh, Godlahhi, but Mila is great. Because we know What did God say when he gives him the mitzvah of Mila? He said, walk in front of me, be complete, and I will give you the bris. Now, in the beginning of Hilchas Mila, the Rambam doesn't say anything about this. He just says, Mila is a mitzvah and he quotes these psukim about from Avramavinu. He doesn't feel he needs to butter it up or schmaltz it up or make it any greater. That's what he does at the end of the chapter. Because this is really not a halachic point. This is a drash that even the great Avraham Avinu, who we talked about in the end of Hilcha's Chuva, lived by Ava. He was not complete until he had this happen to him. And then, of course, and therefore, even though we don't necessarily, right? So, even though you have Torah, Tovim, Ein ma Bo Kama Mila. Does this sound like a halachist writing? Bo Re'e? This is the language of a, of a teacher saying, Come, boys and girls, I want to show you. Bo Re'e, Kama Chamura Mila. Even Moshe, the great Moshe himself, did not when, when Mila was the issue, Moshe doesn't get a pass about Mila, even for a minute even though he was Baderach, as we know, coming back from Moab from Midian, I'm sorry All the other mitzvahs of the Torah there's three covenants between God and the Jewish people there's the one in this week's Parsha. That's the end of the Tokacha in this week's Parsha. But at that posse, it says, but there's another one, another Bris, that was Bechorev. So that's two. And also in the Parsha for next week. which is Parshas nitzavim, we say again, here's another bris, Hashem Ovekecha. The Ram says that's three. There's arvaz moav, there is chorev, and then there's, right when they came into Eretz Yitzchol, that's the three brisim of the Torah. But Mila has 13 brisos. And then the Ramam counts them all for you. And that's The end of this. Now, what has the Rambam done here? Well, first of all, he's definitely given us a drush. But I think another thing that he's done is really somehow, the way I understand it, and of course, I think you need more navuchim for this, but I'm not sure, you know, you, you might find it reading between the lines, is that the act of getting the bris which you would say is, well, who cares, right? The Rambam feels that it it, it has a tremendous effect on a person. The Rambam in, in, in Marnavuchim is on record that the reason why the mitzvah of Mila is so important is because it weakens the sexual urges. And I think that's what he means here, that Avraham Avinu, despite his advanced age, was not considered shole till he had blunted the 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 that aspect of himself by having the brismila. mila. Um, what does this tell you about Sefer Ava in general, which we know has a lot more to it? That it has Kriyashma, it has Tfilah, it has Tfilin, it has Birchas Kohanim, all those things that are connected to love of God. But the Rambam put Hilchas Mila at the very end. That there's something about that act of altering. Even though we saw before that Ava is something which is mental, there's something in the book of Ahava that's about the mitzvah of somehow altering the body, which will, again, based on the Marnavukem, change your 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 mental state or your desiring state to the point that one could say that even though, would anybody say that, let's say a person has an illness, he doesn't have to get a bris bila. If his two brothers died from mila, he walks around without a bris. So what does the Rambam gain by this last chazal, that there's 13 brisos? You know, the Rambam seems to be trying to do his best to tell us that even though this act, which is just a physical act of getting rid of a foreskin off of a child, is Something much more, and we should not just say, "Well, who needs it? I know what love is. I can feel that love of God." No, and therefore the Rambam piles it on here, um, and uh, with these, with 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 this description, that's the second one. I am have time to do a couple more here, and if we go back to the end of. Zmanim. The last Halocha in Zmanim is in Hilchus Megil Khanaka and the last Perik. Um, this is all about the mitzvahs of Hanukkah. All right. The Rambam decides to end Hilchos Hanukkah with the following statement. Mitzvahs near Hanukkah mitzvah chavive od. He doesn't start Hilchos Hanukkah that way. If you look at the way Hanukkah starts, it starts with um, the history of Hanukkah, how it occurred, and there was a Takana, and this is what it's about. He doesn't tell us how great it is, he doesn't tell us how beautiful it is. That's the Rambam at the end of the work, at the end of that chapter, at the end of, that, the, end of the book of Zmanim, telling us that Hanukkah is a beautiful mitzvah. A person needs to be careful in it. Again, this this is unusual language for the Rambam. You have to be careful about every mitzvah. So the Rambam says, Because by doing it, you are a living conduit of, of, of proclamation of what a miracle is. And by doing that, you will praise God more about all the miracles that he does. And the Rambam now quotes the halacha that he could have quoted earlier why a person is supposed to give up everything that he has and even go into debt in order to fulfill this mitzvah. Then the Rambam says that let's say a person doesn't own, he only has a pruta and he could either use it for Kiddush or Adlokas Ner Chanakah. comes before Kiddush because there's a miracle involved. But then the Rambam, dis- chain, the Rambam flips based on the Gemara and Shabbos. But if it's a question of your Shabbos light that, that's crucial for family unity, and their Hanukkah, which is, of course, outside, near Beso was coded. Mishum Shlom Beso. This is where the Rambam should stop. And he basically could have actually written this earlier. Right. He could have really written this in an earlier place, but he wants to end the book. The whole Sefer Zmanim, which, of course, in many ways, excludes women. The Mitzvah says Shazman Grama, that, aren't, that women aren't involved in. And you saw the language that the Rambam used about women, although he held out the possibility of them changing. But here the Rambam says We know by Sota the names of God are, are, are marked out when the, the, when the parchment is rubbed into the water. And the names of God were on that parchment and now they're not there anymore. And the reason we do that is to create Shalom. Because God Shalom. The whole Torah was given to create shalom in the in the world. So even though Sefer Zmanim has hilchos Yom Kippurim and hilchos Rosh Hashanah, it has Hilchas Yom um, Tov, it has the 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 Hilchos Chametz Matza, Shabbos. All of that is a means to an end, to have shalom. Shalom starts in your family, and then it extends outward. So, <laughs> The Rambam, again, is sort of like commenting here on, despite all the detailed amount of work that there are in Hilcha Shabbos, but you know what? The whole Torah is there to make shalom. The purpose of the Torah is to create a sense of equanimity, a sense of peace, a sense of interconnectivity with other human beings. And therefore, the end of Hilchoskanika, he decides to end with this halachic piece, but to use for the drash that really shalom is a greater accomplishment than maybe even the careful adherence to all the aspects of these mitzvahs, which some of them your are of karis or skil for if you don't fulfill them right. Still, the Rambam as a darshan feels that this is a message that's necessary. It's not the message of a halachist. It's the message of an ethicist. And there again, you see, so that's already three. It's 11 to go. We're not going to do all 14, but I do want to, some of them we've already studied in this in this framework before. Let's go to the next one. The end of Sefer Noshim, which is in Hilchasota. Now Sefer Noshim, of course, as you can see, has Gerushan <clears> in it, <throat> Yibum, laws dealing with um, of, 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 of rape and seduction. Um, laws dealing with, with control, of parental control over children. And marriage, and it ends, of course, with Hilchasota, which is the laws of the errant, straying woman. So, how does the Rambam give us the end of Hilchasota? The Rambam mentions here how you write the the Megillah of the Sota, the one I just mentioned to you, and then he does a flip. He talks about sometimes the that won't drink the water <clears throat> what happens to the carbon mincha then he says mitzvah schachamim he ends with these last two halachos mitzvah schachamim al b'nei Yisro l'nishayin. there's a mitzvah to actually be a jealous husband, so to speak, to vikine So that's, the Chazal saw that as a positive. It's not a mitzvah, the Ramam is not counted in Taryag, right? But the Ramam says that, right, it's, it's, I might be mistaken, it might be one, one of the mitzvahs of Taryag. If one if one looks and say for a mitzvah, he just says the mitzvah is to that we are commanded in the din of the sota. That if your wife has indeed erred, so this is the process. The the whole parsha is called parsha sota. But here the Rambam is saying there's a mitzvah chachomim to actually be proactive and accuse or at least to be jealous and accuse and be careful and 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 to be nervous about what, you, what your wife is doing. If you're doing it, and of course, this is a terrible conversation they have, the accusation, the suspicion. But if you do it, the Rambam is of the opinion that this is actually a sign of your purity of that you want to elevate your life. But he says, careful. It shouldn't be something that you say in jest or just something you happen to be talking about or some silliness or frivolity that leads you to that. It also shouldn't be lomitoch meriva. It shouldn't be the outgrowth of some fight you were having about something else. And then you use, and then I saw you talking to that uh, fellow at the cocktail party, and where'd you go? And then you went into the back room, right? It comes out of a fight, the Lola Hatala And not to do that to show that you are someone who, in a way, uh, can rule over her, can, can scare her. Now, so don't do that. It should be tahara. Now, if you move over or it works and the process is going to happen. But that's not what the chazal meant when they said do it. So, what did chazal mean? Chazal meant that when you see there's something seriously wrong with your relationship, you shouldn't be apathetic about this relationship. And you shouldn't use this lightly. And therefore, don't just make sure there are witnesses there. And that's called kinoya. Now she can't be with you. And now we start the process. And now we, she's, she's going to have to go up to the base amikdosh. Talk to her, the Rambam says, between yourself. There's something seriously wrong in this relationship. There's a lack of trust. There's activity that, you, that, that, that bothers you. But speak about it in a calm tone. Look what the Rambam says here. You should be over what should be taking you is the fact that you want this relationship to be one that's pure, and one that you're both careful. You're talking to her because although it's true, clearly there's something going on. There's something where there was a frivolity. There was a looseness. There was a jocularity. There was something here that was not the way a relationship, the way we sketched it out in the Torah, there's something here that needs help. So you need to be the guide. You need to care and love the person that you're married to in order to get her back in the right way. And maybe by talking to her, despite the fact that there's something, the the relationship has been frayed, you can somehow remove whatever it is, the thing that's causing her to stumble. And the truth is, if you're going to be apathetic and you don't really care, I'm married, no, no. And it's not just marriage. It's not just your wife, the Rambam says. This is bigger than that. Sefer Noshim isn't just about human beings have a biological need or it's a, it's, 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 it's a contract between two people. The Rambam uses the end of Hilchasota to give us a look into what a marriage is about, and he starts with the, when a marriage has you has reached the nadir of its uh, of its life, and the Rambam now shines his uh, drash abilities on that moment and uses it to tell us what it is. Can you imagine? Can you imagine? Again, there's something happening here. She went, right? It's not just his imagination. And yet, you have to be calm. You have to be taken over by Tahara. You have to want and love your wife in order, because she's another human being, you want to salvage your relationship, but you also want her to be on the right path. And the truth is, that's an attitude you need for your family as well. And if you're not mockbid on your wife, you don't care, or your children, upoke, darkay, and tumid. There are people who say, yeah, give me the Wall Street Journal and my pipe. Yeah, what's going on? I don't know what's happening. I'm clueless. That's like the American sitcom version. I don't know what's going on over here in this house. What's going on? You're just throwing where the, the, the 30 screwball version of a, a father who didn't know what was happening. <laughs> right. That's not what the Torah wants. The Torah wants involvement, but not the involvement of the angry fighter who's just using this, weaponizing the Torah. Someone who realizes what does a family mean? and how how crucial his responsibility is to them. That's what you need to do. You need to see what's going on, every single one. You can't just say, I don't know what's going on with this one or that one. You do your best. You can't be a steamroller and imposing them, but you need to know what's happening with all your children, everyone who's connected to your family, and to and to be able to somehow... Ensure that they're all, none of them have uh, uh, sins. And if you're not that way, you're the sinner. You should know what's going on. Sholem, which he mentions, of course, in the end of Zmanim. That's the sholem, that everything is and functioning properly. And if you're being poked, figuring out what's going on, but if you don't do that, if your attitude is to remove yourself, what were you then? Hilchus noshim. Hilchus, this is what Sefer noshim is about. It's not about a biological imperative. And you created people, okay, now you have women, there's there's boys and girls and, and future women and children that sprung from your loins. Okay, and this is what happens when you need to divorce them or one of them dies. The Rambam here has used the end of Hilchah as a way to give us a sense of what the responsibility of, of this part of our life is, this, this crucial part of our life. So that is the end of, of, of Hilchas Sota. We'll do one more. And that is the end of uh, Hilchos' Kedusha, Sefer Kedusha, which has sec- the Isra of sexual relations, not keeping kosher, Asuros, and the laws of Shrita, of how to have kosher meat. The Rambam uses a lot in Hilchos' Shrita. He puts in um, Shilu HaKain as part of Hilchos' Shrita, But it's interesting, one of the laws of Hilchah clearly comes from Hilchah which is to cover the blood of a chaya or an oaf. That's also, that's the last part of Hilchah So if we go to that last parak in Hilchah he deals with Adam. Now he could have done Adam earlier before Shilu HaChakein. Right? Shilu HaChakein was paracute Gimel, which which is really not exactly connected to shchita. True, you do take uh, the birds, you send the mother away, and you shech the birds, but Hilchushritta should have could have ended with this. But the Rambam decided to end Hilchita with an essay with a Halachic code, and the essay is coming up on Kiso and he talks about where adam is relevant for a chaya or for an oaf and the bracha that you make and who you'd have to do Kisiyadam for. When do you have to cover with earth or the, the blood that comes out of an animal after you slaughter it? A wild animal or a bird? And once again, the Rambam could have just said, and these are the lokas of adam." But then the Rambam says, adds this, when you do Kisay Adam, don't just, and I can tell you sometimes it's hard for me to bend over with my hands, don't just kick the dirt. Use your hand. Maybe use a knife, use a shovel. Because that would be a bizoyon. That would be treating mitzvot as if they don't mean much. You've got a mitzvah to do. Don't think that mitzvahs have a life of their own. As much as I wrote a code, and I want you to be careful in doing the mitzvahs properly, the kovod is not in the essence of the act of the mitzvah itself because if it's the act, it's perfect. It's Pele, the guy kicked perfectly, right? It's Jan Stenerud. Look at the way his leg moved perfectly. He was able to get the, the dirt right on there. Perfect job, okay? No, it's how you do it. Why is it how you do it? Isn't it about just getting dirt on here? No, it's about God. In fact, this Sefer Kedusha, with all the laws of kashrus, with the laws of Nida. It's not about the, the result. It's about the Creator who wants you to do it this way. It's for God who said, and why did he say to cover the dirt? Okay, we'll read Sefer Achinuch and find out why. That's not my problem, the Rambam says. But He saved us. Because without these laws, whether you understand them or not, then we're just like making stuff up. All we are are feeling around in the darkness. <inaudible> he provided all these laws and all their great details as a nair liyasher hamasim. <inaudible> Look what the Rambam's doing here. Look at the poetry here. He says, and he he, he put them all here as a great light to straighten are all of our paths when we do mitzvot. V'or, the mitzvot are our light, L'choros, to direct us, hayosher, how to be an upright, upstanding human being. Even if it's just about how to do kisui says and, and the Rambam says, and I have a proof to my vart. The Pasik says, that your words, meaning your mitzvos, are like a light, a light to my feet, which, which means the path of my life has a light. And what is that light? The light is learning and understanding and fulfilling the mitzvahs, even though you would say, well, what does it really have to do with being a great human being? Well, the Rambam says, otherwise you're making stuff up. You're a humanist. You're a woke person, whatever you are, whatever you, whatever, whatever manifesto you're reading, whether it's Marx or Engels, whatever. The Rama says, we believe in a creator who saves us, Villamashmeshpachoshik. And therefore, every mitzvah, whether we understand its rationale or not, the Ram gets to that a little bit later. How could you be so callous to just kick it? Treat it as what it is, a chance, and therefore. Use your hands. Again, the Rambam has used this halacha as a way to look back at everything that's in Sefer Kedusha. And emphasizing this halacha, he's been able to make this type of, if I wouldn't say philosophical, a, a drosh point, again, about God and what he wants from us. So, this like I said, is a trick that not many people can manage um, and and still retain who they were. I would say that it's probably somewhat uh, an area that is not contemplated and studied enough. The Rambam's drash, the Rambam's endings. But I think that as we sort of approach our ending of our series on the Rambam and as we end um, the Rambam Ramban and as we end this year I thought it was probably appropriate to take a look at some of them Thanks for joining us for another episode from the Yeshiva of Newark at IDT Podcast Be sure to subscribe on your favorite podcast app so you don't miss a single episode